ring most vulnerable, right? So, you know, I have all of these fabulous ideas and things that I would like to bring to fruition. I'm not going to call the naysayer unless of course I, I want to be shut down. You know, I'm going to call the uplifter and I'm going to say like, wow, you're never going to believe what happened. You know, isn't that, that's, that's so aligned. It feels so great. And they're going to be like, yes, yes, yes. Go, go, go. If that feels right, go. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter what it is. So, um, and you know, if we can become those for other people, right, that's what people need. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic Conversations. I am Amarelis. And I'm Susan. Mindfulness training, 10 and 11, correct? 10 and 11. 10 and 11 out of 14, right? So let's just go with a real quick rundown, because if you haven't been following it, you're like, what are they talking about, right? So okay. 14 mindful, they're, they're on my whiteboard, 14 mindfulness trainings openness, right? Openness, open-hearted, open-minded, open in your physical body to try new things. Openness um, to non-attachment to views, not wanting to control the outcome, not having to be always right, not having have things your way, just your way, and not being um, you know, aware that there are other ways, right? There's a thousand and one ways to do something correctly. So freedom of thought. My thoughts are my thoughts. My thoughts came from my history, my experiences, my um, family of origin, my culture, right? Those are my thoughts, but you have your thoughts. So you are welcome to your thoughts. I am welcome to my thoughts. And somewhere along the line, our thoughts can cross and, you know, we can be fluid in our beliefs and our thinking by being open and not attaching to outcomes and listening to others. Four, awareness of suffering where does suffering occur? You know, suffering occurs when we are disconnected from who we really are. So when we're, you know, doing things that don't make sense, um, you know, we understand that suffering is there, right? Suffering is, um, you know, is something that occurs, but developing the relationship with suffering is what helps us heal from suffering. Compassionate, healthy living making the right choices, right choices for inside you, right choices for outside of you. Uh, taking care of anger. I love the idea of taking care of anger, right? It's like nurturing anger, like nourishing and, and transforming anger into fuel, into understanding, into compassion. So we take care of anger. Um, dwelling happily right now, there is only right now, right? You and I are having this conversation right now. That's all there is right now. There's a million other things happening in the world that are other people's right nows. But if we're minding our own business, we're noticing where we are right now, meeting ourselves where we're at. True community and communication, communication, words, speech, you know, understanding, sharing, creating true community through listening through compassionate listening, uh, truthful and loving speech. Again, going back to communication, speaking your truth in a loving way, in your loving way. If it offends someone else, it's because they're taking offense to it. You continue to speak your truth. And here we are, 10 and 11, protecting and nourishing your group, right? So in, in Buddhist tradition, they call it a Sangha. Sangha is a group of like-minded individuals or a spiritual community, right? So, you know, recognizing your community, your group, 
and also protecting, you know, protecting the higher levels of that group. So first is recognizing, you know, your group, the, the one thing that they say is like the five, the five people you spend the most time with, right. Are there mirrors back to you? Right. So who do you feel the most connected with? And you think about like those top five, you know, where do they come from? What do they speak? You know, how do they live? Like, you know, just kind of recognizing your sangha, your group, your vibe, your tribe, your people, right? And then right livelihood, you know, right livelihood um, has a lot to do with contributing to the well being, you know, of everything. So making those choices that allows for sustainability for other people to continue to live. So it's a, it's kind of a non-selfish way of living. So we have self-care, which is not, which is different from selfish. And then we have right livelihood, which is, you know, um, being in a place of, of nourishing and replenishing and, and taking care of the earth so that future generations, um, you know, can continue to expand and grow and enjoy and explore those kinds of things. Oh, can we do that in <laughs> five seconds left? Amaryllis, are you with me? <laughs> I love, I love it all. Um, so for our audience, you mentioned the first thing because now we're back to 10 and 11. So first step, I love this part here. So audience, you know, we talk a lot about journaling and giving you some little tools of what to do with all this amazing information that we're sent, just throwing out there. So take the time today or at some point and figure out who are those five people. I love this. I'm going to do that myself too. Because it's right, Susan, the people that you are around the most, are they mirroring who you are, your energy? Are you around people that are constantly complaining? You know, I know myself when I am going to call somebody, I have a couple of those who I know all I'm going to hear is how everything is not going their way. And now from the practice, because this is all practice, I know that I'm going to center myself and I'm not going to allow that become my energy. Because yes. sometimes you start listening to this and then you start jumping in and then you start saying, yeah, and then let me tell you what happened to me. Because almost like we're trying to compare stories. Yes, compete, compare horror stories. You know, here's the thing, right? So we go back to, uh, you know, freedom of thought and awareness of suffering, right? When we have those conversations, we don't have to attach to their, you know, to their views. We can be compassionate listeners, you know, uh, you know, truthful and, and loving speech and true community and communication. We can be compassionate listeners, but we don't have to engage or buy into their troubles. We continue to make those phone calls to those people because, um, because they also need safe space to share by not engaging with them, then we allow them to see, you know, like how other people don't get caught up. So it's just, it's setting the example. So we don't not make those phone calls for. Of course, of course. And then, you know, when you are trying to plan something and you're working on a project, you know, really think about who do you want to reach out to? Because it's like, who do you want to say your, your thoughts to? 
so that they don't tell you right away like their fears. Yes, we want to keep our heart open. So we want to call people who are our uplifters and cheerleaders, like here we go again, right? But that's who we want to. So when we're being vulnerable, when we're being most vulnerable, right? So, you know, I have all of these fabulous ideas and things that I would like to bring to fruition. I'm not going to call the naysayer unless of course I, I want to be shut down. You know, I'm going to call the uplifter and I'm going to say like, wow, you're never going to believe what happened. You know, isn't that, that's, that's so aligned. It feels so great. And they're going to be like, yes, yes, yes. Go, go, go. If that feels right, go. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter what it is. So, um, and you know, if we can become those for other people, right, that's what people need. Complainers are a dime a dozen. Uplifters are hard to come by. And that's, you know, I just was reading my morning, um, meditation book that I read from Yalana and she has this one piece about the world and it says of how when you're making a soup right there's you need a little bit of pepper and a little bit of salt and a little bit of onion right and that's we are the ingredients in the world because we're talking about oneness again in the community and in that sometimes we think that who am I who am I to say something or who am I to have this, right? We have all these naysayers in our, in our own mind. And it's like, no, we are all here. We're special. We all have a gift to be on this earth. And when you have an interaction with someone, remember that because you can become the beacon of light for this short conversation with somebody. And then you give them the light of hope. And then they give that light to somebody else and how we all are going to be the light for each other. Yes. Yeah. So I want to read this. This is from Thich Nhat Hanh, right? This is in the 14 mindfulness trainings. And it says, we should strive to change the situation without taking sides in the conflict. We're committed to looking with the eyes of interbeing or community um, and learning to see ourselves and others as the community as a whole, generating mindfulness, concentration, and insight to nourish ourselves and the entire community, right? So again, go back to being the uplifter. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't, what comes to fruition, you know, the outcome is, is never, um, never the goal. The experience leading you towards whatever the outcome might be is the goal. And that's so hard to understand because we, we live in a, a linear society that says, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I get there, I'll be rich. When I get there, I'll be comfortable. When I get there, I'll know what to do. When I get there, I'll um, be whole and complete or I'll feel satisfied. That's not the point because what's there? There's always going to be another there. So instead of setting your sights on there, set your sights on what's my next right action and my next right action and my next right action. And how can I take those right actions in a way of non-harming, not stepping on other people, not ruining or polluting the environment, you know, not, um, you know, committing crimes against whatever, right? So, so how can, what's my next right action without attaching to the outcome that I'm going to feel my way through? 
that I'm going to see my way through, that I'm going to walk my way through, that I'm going to stumble my way through, however it is that I'm going to get through it, because the only way to it is through it. And we don't even know what it is, right? I mean, the ultimate it is death, right? When I get there, I'll be at peace. When I get there, I'll be comfortable. No, 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 no. I want to be all those things along the way. I want to be comfortable and uncomfortable. I want to be, you know, in chaos and in peace. I want to feel everything so that, you know, ultimately at the end, I've lived a life. I haven't put it off or said, what if? Because that's not where I want to be. Yep. That's yep. it. It's Pretty much. <laughs> I, guess I feel like we talked a lot about number 10. So hold on. Yeah. Let's do a little bit about 11. So you mentioned of choices of other continuing like self. So what's the difference between self-care, selfishness? Like, okay. So let's, so let's go to right livelihood for a moment, right? Right livelihood um, is that we're aware of the injustices that have been done, you know, in our society and in the environment. So we have, we're, we have the awareness that, you know, that there are always things that can be done better. Um, we're committed not to live in a way that's harmful to humans or nature. We'll do our best to select a livelihood that contributes to the well-being of all species on earth and helps realize our ideal of understanding and compassion. Our ideal of understanding and compassion. Isn't that great? It gives you autonomy to understand your own idea of, you know, love and compassion. Um, so it's just using the natural resources to not harm the earth or deprive others of the opportunity to live a full rich life. So right livelihood is making right choices, right? So something that would be selfish would be to, um, to, to put others down to create our own sense of well-being. Right. So, so people do that. People cause harm to others. You know, they create um, chaos and discord. And, you know, I mean, we could even take it as simple as bullying, right? If someone is bullying someone else, it's, it's a harming situation, you know, so you're, you're not allowing others to live their truest life. You're placing your ideals and, and, you know, misperceptions on them. This is a big one, I think, because I feel about like politics and ideas, like when you're not aligned or when we all feel like, I mean, there's a lot going on right now, especially with laws that are changing. It feels like we're going backwards. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, nothing is changing yet. What's happening is there's talk of change and then there is upheaval. You know, so people like we've been so masked, so quieted by the pandemic, right? That these hotbed trigger, you know, real societal issues are coming forth and people are, are starting to like really take a stand. You know, they're starting to really exercise their truthful speech, hopefully in a loving way, but, but 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, that the idea that we could actually fall back and sometimes we have to fall back to spring forward. Mm. Remember that sometimes Mm -hmm. we have to fall back to spring forward. Right. So the momentum is the shift takes us back and then pushes us even further ahead, but we can't be complacent anymore. So for myself, like I get very, I'll be honest, intimidated in, um, like, I don't know how to use my, like, do I make a comment or do I not say something? And then if I don't say something, and then am I just sitting in the shadows and allowing, like, that's my struggle. Listen, you can't do it wrong because energetically what you feel is contributed to the, the greater cause energetically so don't beat yourself up or punish yourself out out because you're not you know or call yourself out because you're not standing in the front of the protests right if you are part of the silent majority or the silent minority or you know the silent supporters or the silent dissonance it it doesn't matter your energy carries with it the vibration that fuels those who it's appropriate to be in that position or those who feel more comfortable in that kind of um, spotlight or, or limelight. You're, you're, yeah, don't, you know, don't pass judgment on that. Just know that, you know, your silent prayers at night or, you know, are, are certainly contributing to the cause. I mean, this just reminds me of like when my kids, we, we say grace every day. I have one that loves to say grace out loud and give thanks, you know, that's his thing. And then my second child, I can always sense his uncomfortableness. And I've told him, and we've even done it where we just do a silence. Yeah. And I say to him, it's okay. You don't always have to be loud with your words but you can also because your thoughts will communicate in your feelings so let's give we're all just going to be silent and you can lead the prayer quietly and we'll we're right here holding space for you and then follow your own advice take your own lead see you do know you do know and trust that because you know there is a you know there is a place for everyone in these um, you know, in, in these tumultuous times and you can't, if, you know, if that's not your place, I mean, if the opportunity comes up and you have the conversations, that's great, but, you know, but trust that your energy is contributing to the cause one way or the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? Like, what are we posting? What are we, um, liking or when we wake up, where do we go first? You know, where are you putting your energy back to the community again, right? Back to the energy of oneness and back to who's supporting you. And like, if somebody's putting things that you're like, oh, I never thought this person felt this way. Those are their thoughts. Perfect. But you can kindly unfollow them. Yes. So yes. that you can still keep a friendship or not. I mean, it's up to you because if it's something that you're like, oh, you know what, I can't. But you don't have to see those feeds all the time and just That's right. remove that so that when you're looking at what, you know, I'm very particular what I look at on my Instagram, what am I looking at on my Facebook, whose feed do I want to see? And most of it is just most like quotes, because honestly, it's 
better that way. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, you know, I, I, I gravitate towards the uplifter. You know, it's funny. I can't even imagine what other people's social feeds are because, you know, when I look at mine, I only have things on there that, you know, provide me with um, curiosity or pondering or, you know, deeper sense of self or aha moments kind of thing. Um, I do think that, you know, that we need to pay attention, pay attention to, you know, who we're surrounding ourselves with and, um, and what kind of right action we're taking, you know, define right action for you. So, uh, you know, it's okay to be in the pause, but eventually we, you know, we have to move and, you know, what is the next right action and, you know, trusting that, you know, what it, when it arrives, you'll know that that's what it is. It's interesting. You and I are both in a position of, you know, like recently moved, you know, within the last year and, you know, and are building our, our own new communities. And, you know, so I'm, I'm always paying attention to the energy that's around me and the conversations, you know, that I'm, that I'm involved in because, you know, it's almost like you come in with a clean slate mm -hmm. and, you know, what a gift to be able to, handpick where, you know, maybe where you were before it was based on other factors, but, you know, where we are in our lives now, you know, it's like, you know, we get to actually choose who, you know, who we want to spend our time with. So yeah, the, the five people exercise is great. Get out your journal, you know, make notes and, you know, what, what is it that attracts you to them? What is it that, that, you know, that they're offering you and, you know, maybe what is it that you're offering them? Because it's a balance, you know, relationships, any kind of relationships are give and take, you know, if the scales are skewed one way or the other, we have to pay attention to that. And, you know, more often than not, it's because we're allowing it. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Lots, Thank lots, you. lots. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We really don't ask enough about this, but that's because I feel like if you bump into this video, you belong here. So if you like our video, please give us a thumbs up. Um, share with your friends or someone that you think will um, enjoy our message and uh, follow us so again thank you so much we can find us on spotify our meditations thursday night at 8 30 reach out to us we'll send you the link via zoom yeah live and on zoom if that's an oxymoron i'm not sure but live on zoom thank you take care